Welcome to the Love Your Truth podcast, where we share stories, moments, and lessons from life's beautiful and heart-wrenching experiences, where we explore our wounds, celebrate our challenges, and find healing in allowing all that life throws at us. Here, you will learn to love every aspect of your truth, accept your past, embrace your present, and create your future, all by loving your truth. I'm your host, Sherry Love, Certified Professional Confidence and Empowerment Life Coach, Cognitive Behavioral Specialist, Single Mother of Five, Pianist, Ultra Runner, and Human, who is still learning to love her truth, just like you. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Love Your Truth podcast. This is Sherry Love, your host, and I just wanted to do a short introduction to the following recording um, episode that that I recorded a couple of days ago. My friend Abby reached out to me a, a while back, and and the, she and I have connected over the last couple of months and just realized how much we have in common and how aligned we are in and kind of how we approach life. And, and it feels like there's something that she and I could learn from each other. And she invited me to be on her podcast, live your magic. And I said, absolutely. Yes. And I asked her if we could do a crossover podcast and have her be a guest on this podcast as well. And so I, the following is just us talking and getting to know each other and telling our stories about how to find your own worth. And I kind of like to, I would like to kind of promote this episode as a follow-up episode um, to one that I recorded and published a few weeks ago about my Kilimanjaro journey and what I learned from that. And I kind of introduced some of the things that I took away from that trip and discovering my own worth in, in that process. And not only did I already know my own worth, but also I rediscovered it and gained a little bit more from from that experience. And so Abby and I sat down and we talked about rediscovering your worth and knowing your worth and understanding where that comes from and deconditioning all of the external factors that make us think that we have to hustle for it. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear this episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, I'm Abby. I'm the host of the Live Your Magic podcast. And today's episode is just going to be a deep dive. I have my friend Sherry here. And we recently have connected. And I feel like she's just already a lifelong friend of mine. And we discovered as friends that we had a lot in common, a lot of scary, crazy, cool synchronicities. And so I'm like, you should come and be on my podcast. And she's like, well, I have a podcast too. And so we decided to do this crossover episode. And initially, the reason why I wanted Sherry on my podcast, because with this Live Your Magic journey that I'm on, I am I am interviewing a lot of extraordinary women. I want to celebrate women. I've always wanted that's part of my purpose and so I feel like when I found out something really some things that were really cool about Sherry I wanted her on my podcast and recently she climbed Mount Kilimanjaro 
in Africa, that's actually been something I've wanted to do in my life. And so when I heard she did that, I was like, oh my gosh, I want to hear all about that. So Sherry is a coach as well. And she's an ultra marathoner and she has five kids and she's just badass. So <laughs> I'm going to let her get on and we're, we're just going to go on some, we're just going to allow this conversation to have a life of its own. So I'm going to have Sherry get on and kind of tell a little bit about herself and, and, and share some things about this climb she just completed, which is freaking awesome. So thank you, Abby. I'm really excited about this conversation. We've been talking about doing this for several weeks and it was, it's fun that we finally got it together. Um, I also feel like I should be introducing you too. Um, my name is, <laughs> she just nodded her head now. So we're definitely going to be doing that. Um, my name is Sherry and I am the host of the love your truth podcast. And so when Abby asked me to be a guest on her podcast, I said, well, can we make it a crossover post? Can we, can we both post on our both pot, both I stutter. Both posts on. We might on. be both stuttering. It's <laughs> yes. fine. It's fine. We're just keeping it real. That's part of the premise of my podcast is just loving your humanness and loving your story and your past and your history and bringing it into your present and preparing yourself for your future. And uh, so when Abby asked me to, to be a guest on hers, I thought, absolutely, yes, let's do this. Um, so... I, I don't know. She kind of basically just said everything there was I to say. Her to on, I, I forced her to be on my podcast because she's actually really cool. And yeah. So, so yes, I'm a single mom of five. I um, have been an ultra runner for a few years. I was a marathoner before that. We were just talking about how we have that in common. Abby has a history as a marathon runner as well. So we both have kind of have sports and athleticism and body movement and that's something that I coach in my coaching practice is um, body connection, relationship with your body, and and moving energy and emotional health and emotional strength through your body. And that's that's what I talk about a lot in my podcast as well. So, um, and Abby, Abby is a coach's breath work. She's a yoga instructor, and um, I'm actually really fascinated about what you do too. <laughs> I, so. I don't think I've really shared a lot of what I've done, so you don't. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm a coach, too. I work one-on-one -on -one people. Yeah. And you have a – you. I know you told me you have, a like, a hiking group. Yes. I, I do somatic breath work and meditation practices with a bunch of women, 30 women. I basically just own a somatic mindfulness business. I help people heal through the body, so – and then I work with a lot of like world class people. Like I have world class musicians, authors, and athlete um, athletes that I work with too to help them extract their creative energy. And then I also love working with people that have chronic disease. So I like to work. I work a lot with people that have cancer. So that's basically me. And I have one child. That's amazing. Now, now I kind of want to hire you. <laughs> So I want to know, like bring out my, because the other thing, the other thing I do, and I kind of have maybe a little bit minimized it to a certain degree. And this is probably something that we'll end up talking about because we're talking about worth today. 
um, I play the piano and we have that in common too. And I sing and piano, piano music is something that I'm very passionate about. And it's part of how I want to share my message and my purpose with the world. And, and definitely there have been a lot of ways, and we were just talking about this before we hit record. There's a lot of ways that we maybe kind of hustle for our worth, but then also there've been a lot of ways for me that I've minimized my, my full potential to, to make other people comfortable, you know? And so I think music is one of the ways that I've always thought, felt like I had more to give and I've maybe not developed it as much as I could have because of that worth, you know, that little kind of self-worth thing. Um, so let's talk about that. I know you, you want me to talk about Kilimanjaro. <laughs> yes. So what do you want to know? <laughs> what so what made you want to go do that and like how did you like yeah what made you want to go do that okay well that's how 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 much time do we have so mountains nature (laughs) she's got the mic it's like in my mouth right now um mountains are really important to me and um nature is really important to me and it's it's really very sacred to me and personal and um as I've gone through my process of getting to know myself and peeling back the layers of you know the changes that I've gone through in my life um through my divorce through my faith transition through just you know discovering me and becoming more me I've I've realized that nature is a really really big part of that and mountains specifically and as an ultra runner I definitely enjoy moving my body in nature and um, going after things that are big and hard and scary. And Kilimanjaro first kind of was on my radar because I have two brothers that love climbing mountains. And they're different than me. They're not ultra runners, but they they backpack and they like are rock climbers, like mountaineers. And um, my brother, Josh, wrote a song called Kilimanjaro back, I think we were in high school. In fact, when I when I was in Africa, they found like the soundbite of it and they sent it to me. It was awesome. So it's kind of been on my radar a little bit from that. And I had forgotten about it. But my friend Sarah um, brought it up to me back in January. And it was really interesting to notice my body's reaction to the information. Because what my mind said was, no, it's too expensive. You're a single mom. You can't go to Africa for two weeks. But my body said, yes. And so I said no, and I put it away, and it kept coming around. It kept coming around. Like it, for some reason, like the she posted and she added me to the Facebook group, and she posted in it, and it came up in my feed. And then um, the email that she forwarded came up somehow in like when I was searching for something else. Like just little things kept coming up. And then I remember on my birthday my parents came over to visit me and I was telling them my friend had invited me to this thing and and I had already said no and I already decided I wasn't gonna go um and my mom was like you have to go and my whole body was just buzzing yeah I have to go I have to go and I made it happen. And the thing that I, I mean, this is even before I even went, but the thing that I noticed is when it's meant to happen, you find a way. The way presents itself. Even if your mind thinks it's not possible, it presents itself and I found a way to pay for it and I found a way to leave my kids for two weeks and and I went. 
And there was all sorts of anxiety. I had this weird obsession with like, I had packing anxiety, (laughs) like what gear to take and like what to buy. And it was really funny how that was like what I attached my anxiety to. But the other thing that I've noticed is when you are in a space where you're about to level up or you're about to like step into another energy realm, things get shaken out. Things get really uncomfortable. And I feel like it's it's like there's all these little catalysts that happen and then suddenly you're like resonating higher, you know, in in a different uh, frequency. And I felt that. I felt that. And I remember I had a moment. I flew to Africa. It was like a million hours. I time traveled. Have you ever flown across the pond? If you've ever flown to, you know, you know, another part of the world, it does feel like you're time traveling. But I had a moment where I was really feeling that, like that shakedown. I was in the hotel room the night before the climb and I had this very powerful knowing and I, I recognized that I was feeling these sensations and I, I realized it does, this doesn't have anything to do with my gear, but my brain was attaching to that. And I had this real, really powerful knowing in the hotel room that once I stepped foot on that mountain, I was leaving behind a part of me and things were going to change. And they have in a big way, in a lot of different ways. And I was grieving. I was that, that anxiety I was feeling, I was grieving the me that I was leaving in that room, in that hotel room. And, um, Man, I could I could just tell you all the details, but I feel like I should give you a turn. <laughs> no, no, this I I I love this so very much. So I want to know um, what you feel like what you gained the most from that though experience, and like what was the hardest part of climbing it too. So really, honestly, the hardest part of it was the night before and the week before I went. Like the anticipation. Yeah, the fear. And we, we talked about this off, you know, I was going to say off camera before we hit record. Yeah. The, the unknown, stepping into the unknown. I didn't know what to expect. I had never done this before. Um, it's, it's kind of a big deal. It's 19,340 feet, I think. I don't know the exact, I can't remember the exact number, but it's a lot. It's high. <laughs> it's pretty high. And um, I, you know, gear, you change a lot of climates and... You know, you go from rainforest, hot, you know, sunny to rainy, cloudy, cold. It was down into the zero range when we were summiting. Very, very, very cold. Lots of layers, lots of gear. And um, I didn't know what to expect. And I also had this that powerful sensation of change happening in my, not just in my body, but in my life. But just this experience was going to change me. And, um, but once I stepped foot, once I started moving, I loved every moment. I loved it. I was just absolutely just connected to that mountain. Like I felt the energy, like from a soul level, like I, I feel to me, mountains are spiritual and the mountain, like specifically Kilimanjaro, like that mountain has a spirit that felt felt different than here than here in Utah and I felt very very powerfully this message that I invited you here you belong here because I was having imposter syndrome there were so many amazing people in that group you know like doctors oncologists cancer survivors 
adventurers, people who've climbed Everest, people who, you know, are living these big, amazing lives. And I had a moment where I was like, you know, country bumpkin from Utah, (laughs) single mom, you know, and, and, and I had a moment where it felt like the, the mountain herself was telling me, you deserve to be here and you're amazing too. And now I'm going to get emotional <laughs> because, and that is, that is something. And I've definitely had some experiences. Do you want me to hold it? <laughs> She's holding the mic for me. Um, I definitely had some experiences during that climb that I, that, that kind of taught me you're worthy. And I already knew that. I already knew that. And so it's easy to forget our worth. It's easy to forget, especially, and we talked about this before too, um, growing up in a high demand religion and in a society where it is applauded and, um, you know, smiled upon that, you know, if you achieve and if you accomplish XYZ, then you are worthy. And if you can answer all the questions and if you can do all the things that you're supposed to do, then you become worthy. And my experience throughout my, the last few years, having left that high demand religion and having gone through a divorce and, and, and really like questioning my own worth, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that I came this way. I've been worthy from birth and there is nothing I can do to change that. There's nothing I can do to lessen that. I already am. And me going to Kilimanjaro was, it was a really, really powerful reminder that I already am and I am worthy. And I, and it was, you know, it was just something that I needed to remind myself that I deserve this. I deserve, I deserve to be here. I deserve all of the gifts that I got from the mountain. I deserve all the gifts that I get in my life and I didn't have to earn them. Yeah. I just am worthy of them. So. <laughs> that is amazing. So while Sherry was talking, I kind of wanted to cry a little bit because I feel like this is like, I didn't climb Mount Kilimanjaro, but the last six weeks for me have been quietly excruciating. Like I, I've been experiencing some anxiety that I haven't had since like eighth grade. Like I've been getting some flare ups and just wondering what the heck's going on with me. And, and like, this is just me being real here. You know, owning your own business is like having another child you have to raise. And me being a mom of one and I, put her to bed every night and I see her snoring in her sleep happy as can be like feeling safe I'm providing her that safety and so I have a lot of pressure on myself because I want to only provide my daughter everything she deserves because she's so worthy and I I have been forced into an uncomfortable situation in my life where you know in the summertime everybody's like if it's out of mind it's out of sight they're going on their vacations they're not wanting to do spiritual growth right now they're out in Hawaii or w- climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or whatever and i'm at home strategizing okay how do i how do i expand in the summertime and i've been in this really really shaky ground like really um uncomfortable territory actually even I think more so now because when I started my business, 
it's just a different feeling. Like now my, I have, it's th- my, ba- my business is three years old. So she's a three-year-old, but she's having growing pains. And so when you just said, like, when you're going through really hard, like shaky experience, like you're up leveling inside, I really resonated with that because I feel like that's happening to me right now. I feel like I'm having more of like this awakening and my business is like starting to have a breath of its own. It's all about breath, but it's like wanting to like, it's talking to me. It's like, you might think it's this, but it's not. And I'm having to trust the climb or trust the next thing the trailhead that shows up and I and so talking to her uh, Cherry about this it just gave me peace actually that like I'm I'm probably just going through like I am it's something's gonna happen like I'm experiencing like a premonition yes yeah yeah and I also think that sometimes when this kind of stuff happens it kind of comes in sideways it comes in ways that you're not expecting it. Like you, like I am looking ahead at the peak, at the summit, and, and I'm just like trudging ahead, head down, like one foot in front of the other. I'm just doing the work. And then like something comes in from the side and it's like if I look to the side, oh, there's a sunrise over there, you know? I didn't know that was going to be there. I didn't wasn't expecting it or a full moon or the stars. Um, one of the experiences I had on Kilimanjaro too actually – I have a thing for sunrises and I have a thing for the sky. I don't know. In dead trees. In dead trees and water. I just like nature. (laughs) But um, I got up in the middle of the night and for some reason I thought, I'll just take your phone. You know, my phone didn't work. I had no service, but I used it for my camera. That's what I used it for. And I got out and while we were climbing, it was really cloudy. It was just stormy and rainy and cloudy during the day. But I got out of my tent and the sky was so beautifully clear and so many stars. I could see the, you know, the galaxy, you know, back, you know, I, I don't know how to describe that. You know what I'm talking about, right? You just have to be there. Yeah. Um, and then you could see the mountain in the background. I took, it's a really cool picture. Maybe that's the picture I'll use for the, for the title of this, um, this episode. But just, um, I wasn't expecting to, to get out of my tent and see this incredible view. And then on summit night, it's full moon. It's perfectly clear. We've been in clouds all week. We get out on summit night. And then um, my friend John that I met uh, said, Sherry, turn around. I turn around. And the sun is bright and it's orange. Like the sky is like orange, bright orange. And the sun is about to rise. And I started to cry. (laughs) Because because I wasn't expecting it's to like see expect the unexpected, honestly. Exactly. And I think that's how it works. I think sometimes we get this kind of shake out. Like the universe is preparing us to be able to handle what's coming because it's bigger. And it's you know, and you're expanding and like growing pains is a perfect way to explain it. You know, you're expanding and you're like because it feels uncomfortable, you're actually literally growing to make space for that bigger yeah. thing that's coming. Um, I really love to, to feel that in my business as well. Um, it's scary AF, yeah. man. I'm not yeah. gonna, it, it's scary to not, to, to, to have to just surrender over and over and over again and trust yeah. and trust and trust. But 
I have to remind myself that every time I do, I'm always taken care of. Mm -hmm. But it's our brains that try to like hijack us and sabotage us and tell us that we're not good enough or we're, it's like imposter syndrome, what Sherry was just saying, like, who are you to? That's what I've been feeling lately. And you had that same thought uh, right before you went on and starting the climb. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that's something that our brain offers us because our brains, um, you know, just follow the pattern. You know, they follow the programming, the, the conditioning. Okay. Oh, can, is it? Okay. (laughs) Sorry. We had a moment. Hopefully you heard that. Um, but I think, I think that's what our brains do. It follows the pattern. It follows the conditioning. And so it's offering you these limiting thoughts because this is my belief. I don't know the science behind it, but I think the brain is just one big giant recording device. It's like a computer. And what's happening is when something changes, I talked about this actually in an episode um, that I recorded last week. I don't think I've published it yet, so <laughs> so it's, I'll repeat myself a little bit. But what happens when something changes is the brain starts going through the files and trying to find something familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, how do I handle this change? How do I handle what's what's happening? I'm, and so the brain starts looking for what's – and that's why it's uncomfortable because the brain is like file deleted or file not found. You know, I mean, it's yeah. Oh, yeah. it's really like what do I do with this? So that's why anxiety happens. In my opinion, this is just my personal experience. Is like this is a growth that you've never experienced before, so your brain is like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't know. You shut down. Yeah, but really, the thing that's so beautiful about the human brain and the body is that we, as humans, are so adaptable. We can grow with the change. We can adapt and expand. Our brain is neuroplastic. It can learn. You can literally carve a new pathway in your mind, like actual physical neural pathways in your mind and create space for what's new. And your body can do the same. Your body can absorb the energy. Your body can grow and expand and, mm-hmm. and you know, and manage that. And I think it's, it's, it's almost kind of like we have to remind ourselves that that's possible, mm-hmm. you know, and that we just have to grow with it. And here is like, here are all these, I really, really feel like the universe is constantly offering us things. And I used to think like, oh, I attract it in, I'm, I'm attracting it in. And I, the reason why I felt uncomfortable with that concept was because in my dating experience in the past, um, I, you know, I would have a, a person that I was dating that like hurt me or that it ended or that, you know, wasn't good for me. And I would have somebody, oh, well, you attracted that in. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't ask to be cheated on. I didn't ask to be hurt. I didn't, you know what I mean? I didn't ask for that. But, but I think when we have a belief about what we're worthy of, we accept the universe is constantly giving, constantly giving. Yeah, that's a good way to and, and all we, and we see what we think we deserve. Oh my God. And so if you can believe that you deserve bigger, it's there already. The universe is offering it to and us. And you'll see breadcrumbs about yeah, it. Yes, so you'll see it and you'll notice it. And the more you expand your your belief in yourself, the more you're going to notice it's already there for you. You just have to reach out and grab it. Mm-hmm. It's true. So I, I'm going to give myself the challenge. And Abby, I would love to actually hear what you have to say about this. 
because right now as I'm saying this, I'm my brain is searching for the evidence. I want to know how this has actually manifested itself in your life. While I try to think about it, I actually have an answer for myself. Wait, what manifested <laughs> what in my life? Um, as you've expanded your belief about what you're worth. Oh, okay. How you've seen Got it. those those things, you know, just appear to you. Yeah, I feel like it's it showed up first in destruction um, where things would just like drop away that were really familiar, like a hurricane would come through for me. And because when you're wanting to create what you believe you're worthy of, you have to let go of the things that like made you feel a certain way that you weren't worthy, but we have bonds with those things. And so first it starts off like a hurricane comes through and take like takes things out of your life that are hard and to me that's evidence that my nervous system is healing because it's like it's acclimating and then certain things will come in I'll be like oh my gosh like that's such a magical thing that just was offered to me and I saw it and I'm gonna accept it because I have a nervous system that can accept that now and not like push it away and so then you kind of get used to that new picture that you're seeing like more that you're worthy or, but then your ego will try to sneak in and be like, eh, like, no, you're not worthy of that. And it's like this kind of tug of war for a minute. And then, then, but then you, you're nervous, the more you show up to and rewire your brain and change that neuroplasticity, you start to believe it. So then you start to see more of it. And for me, it's it's manifested first in like a whole new circle of friends mm-hmm. that are just awesome. They they like, I don't, okay, I don't have to over explain myself to them. I feel like when I was in relationships that weren't good with friends or whatever, I'd have to always be explaining, over explaining why I felt a certain way or I felt like I had to. And now I just have friends that just think I'm, fun and quirky and they want to be around me they want to do things with me um and then clients in my business will show up like clients that can pay the fees you know I'm noticing those things are starting to show up and I'm receiving that like I I'm okay with taking the the money because I'm worthy of it and I'm my skill set is worthy of it before I probably would never have put that price tag on my services because I would have been like, oh, I don't know if I'm worthy of like that. If I, my skill set is worthy of that either. And so that's how I've noticed it is like a clientele that's more just uh, aligned with how I feel my brain sees what I'm worthy of now. And I mean, for me, dating still hasn't showed up, <laughs> showed up yet, but, um, that's okay. Um, yeah, so that's, for, for me, that's what's kind of happened. I love that. I actually really love what you said about peeling back the layers because I, I think there's maybe a little bit of deconditioning that needs to happen, but also, like, releasing, making space for what's coming. So, like, I that's something that I've had to do over and over and over again is letting go. And, like, and I think sometimes we, first of all, what we know feels normal, even though we know it's not good for us or we know it's, like, no longer for us and maybe it was for us before but now it's not but that you know we it's scary it's scary to let go of what we know it's scary to let go even though 
even though we know like maybe maybe something better is around the corner but what if what if it's worse what if it's not what if I'm alone forever you know what I mean but I remember um at the very beginning of my divorce I think I might have still I think I might have still been married but filed but not final like somewhere in that in between and I was really struggling with um letting go of the idea of having a person you know like just that that by going through this experience like me being alone in the world was terrifying and and there was definitely a lot of like I've got to find somebody else you know and I think we all go through that to a certain degree yeah everybody does Mm -hmm. you know yeah until you figure out like oh I actually am okay all, all by myself um but I remember having, I actually wrote a post about it. Maybe I'll repost it because I, I still think, oh, this is pretty. It felt so groundbreaking to me. And I remember writing the words, I get it now. I have to let go in order to make space for something else, something bigger, something better. And sometimes it doesn't always feel better. Sometimes it's just as painful or just as, you know, heartbreaking or whatever. And I've experienced that in dating that you know like because I thought oh if I if I meet a different person then I will be you know and and I I had to go through the process of realizing that another person has absolutely nothing to do with my healing not none whatsoever it's my job and that's that's part of you know what you know I talk about in my coaching practice is it's so empowering to realize all the responsibility of healing those wounds are mine you know, and, and finding that voice within me. And I think something that I've experienced with that whole kind of peeling back thing is recognizing how many voices there are going on in here and trying to figure out what's mine, which voice is mine and, and finding, finding which voice is mine. And some of the voices in here are, are me, but they're past me. You know, and I also think there's also a future version of me in here too. And just like recognizing, okay, I'm going to let go of all the voices that aren't mine, but I'm going to keep the ones that are, and I'm going to hold space for, you know, little Sherry who doesn't want to be abandoned or, you know, teenager Sherry who just desperately just wants to be loved by someone and understood. So when you talked about like friends that, you felt like you had to explain yourself to. I think that's also a process that we have within ourselves that the more we accept ourselves and the more we discover our worth and believe in our worth, the less, the less we feel like we need to be understood by other people. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I can just be me and because I, I get it. <laughs> and the people who resonate with that show up. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how you and I met, I you know, and like it's just – and and. I've noticed that in a lot of different ways. So one of the things, and I've actually been somewhat guarded about sharing this publicly, but one of the things that I experienced um, well on my climb is I met someone who not only did I feel like I saw his soul, but he saw mine and we just connected and now we're dating. And I've created this, you know, really beautiful connection with this person, this relationship with this person. And I met while climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Um, and that has been part of what I feel like I received. And I was not looking. I was not. I was, we talked about this before we pushed record. I was, I was in a space 
where I finally felt like I was genuinely actually looking forward to the idea of just being single and just being on my own and not dating and intentionally not dating. And, um, and I was excited about it. I was like feeling really solid with, you know, I'm just going to create friendships and I'm just going to, you know, just be adventurous. I'm going to go climb mountains in Africa and I'm going to build my business and, you know, and I started this new full-time job, you know, I'm going to provide for my kids and it's just going to be awesome. And the moment I leaned into just acceptance, it just showed up. It just showed up. So, and it's been really fun and enjoyable to, to experience that, you know, and, and it does maybe seem a little kind of woo-woo that I'm like, the mountain brought me this person, (laughs) this person. That, I mean, and it, and it is really kind of interesting that I met a person in Africa who just happened to also live in Utah. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Stars magical. Night. It's magical. It so. is magical. I believe in magic, so. Yeah, you do. Totally <laughs> Me too. all about the magic. Me too. So, um, I, I don't know. I feel like I would really like to actually talk a little bit about, you know, like we talked about peeling back the layers. Um, before we pushed record, we talked a little bit about in the past, we both kind of felt like we had to hustle for our worth. Um, I would like to talk about how, what that feels like, what that felt like, how, you know, we both have different stories. We both have different experiences with that, but how we got to that point where it was, where we realized it's not, I don't have to hustle for it. So, okay. Well, for me, I mean, this is, this is what's interesting is the things that I have done in my life that give, that people praise me for. I play the piano. I feel like I do it pretty well. I've Ooh, run. <laughs> pretty well. Um, I, I'm all right. I'm, I'm pretty good. Pianist <laughs> right here. <laughs> um, and, and I've gotten a lot of compliments about that. And I've also felt very almost kind of guarded about it too. Also, I, I've, I ran competitively when I was a, a marathon runner. I, you know, I do ultras sometimes. I'm right training for my first 50 mile race for the first time in two years. And, and of course other people are like, wow, that's badass. That's amazing. Like you're Can so you cool. Like <laughs> yeah. I actually like the person I'm dating is going to pace me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Figure, but is he going to do the whole thing? No, no. I got to do some of it by myself. <laughs> But, um, but what I've, what I've come to is what I've realized is, and you know, and I have a lot of, um, I have history with fitness. I was a fitness trainer for 10 years and you know, what you looked like, what I looked like, I had a really rocking body for a while. I had muscles and I had a six pack and, um, she's looking at me like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And I, but I, the reasons I, I thought that the reasons I was doing those things was because other people were praising me or that I was, I, I got good grades in school because I was supposed to, or, um, I would get praised for that. But what I realized when I kind of let go of that belief that I need somebody else to validate me, turns out I actually love these things. I kept them. I didn't abandon them, but I'm doing them for different reasons now. So that's kind of my, you know, just, I don't know. I call it good girl syndrome. That could be a whole other podcast topic. <laughs> you know, feeling I'm a good girl. Yeah, feeling like I have to be good in order to be loved. Feeling like I have to 
um, perform in order to be worthy. And um, you can still choose to participate in the same events and the same activities and even like show up with the same values. But the reason is coming from within me because I love those things and I have, I find value in them and not because I want somebody else to tell me I'm good enough. So I'd love to hear your stories. So I'm, I'm the same as Sherry. I've ran lots of marathons and I did it for the validation at the end of the, I'd always wait for, my dad would always wait for me at the finish. Like, well, he would probably wait for me a quarter to the end quarter mile to the end and he would just be in tears like validating his daughter finishing and I got a high off of that because I wanted to prove especially to my dad that I was worthy and he would know he would like put his head in his hands right now like what you're always worthy but I just felt like it wasn't his fault it was just my I was born with that or something I just wanted to prove to my parents that I was worthy and all the people around me so it wasn't really until after I had my child and the pandemic happened to all of us. Um, I, I, I had a really dear friend that is now passed. Her name is Vanessa. I loved her so much. She came into my life in 2011 and we didn't talk to each other for a few years. Um, and because I had left a pretty prestigious yoga studio in Salt Lake, some of you might have know, know about this. And so there are some people that I didn't see for a while in, in between that time. And her and I reconnected right before, actually in COVID, we reconnected and we talked every day on Marco Polo. And she was a business owner herself. And I'd be sitting on my floor. Eat, my daughter would be eating Kraft Mac and cheese out of a, we, we were just living that life where it was all brand new. I was in scarcity. I was building this business. I didn't think I was worthy yet to have it. And she said something to me that changed my entire mindset. And she was like, you are worthy of upgrades. And I was like, she's like, you can install a new upgrade in your body and in your life. Like you're worthy of what you desire. And I used to, believe it or not, I would take my daughter because at the time I, I got laid off from my job and I was a stay-at-home mom and I would have this stroller and we would we would run a three-mile route and I, I would push her in the stroller and it, it was the most embarrassing stroller. It was it was not a running stroller. It was like a baby doll stroller. And I would get shoulder pain after because I was like gripping it so tight. And there was one day where Vanessa saw that on my story that I was using the stroller to push May around the block. And three days later, she there was a Bob stroller delivered to my house. Wow. And I opened the door and I, I it received it. And I called her up and I'm like, wow, that's so, like, why did you do that? And she goes, I'm reminding you that you, you are worthy of an upgrade. Aww. Like, you get upgrades. And so the way that I see this now is, I did. I upgraded from my last apartment and I came into a beautiful neighborhood that we love and a, a really just updated apartment. It's small, but it's ours. And I always hear Vanessa's voice. You're going to have an upgrade again. Like you're just upgrading your operate. You're just, you're experiencing what you are now, but like, you're not like when I feel like I'm going to fall to my, like my brain tells me all this crap. I, I just remember what Vanessa says. And the next upgrade is coming. 
for your life. Like the next upgrade is around the corner. And so that's what keeps me going in my business. That's what keeps me in those moments when I'm shaking and uncomfortable is knowing that I, a miracle is right around the corner, corner. It's right now in this moment. And thanks to her, I know that I'm worthy of an upgrade. So that's me. And, um, anybody listening to this right now who wants to start an adventure, like go on a Mount Kilimanjaro of your own or start a business or create something in your life and you don't have any idea how that's going to happen. I think you first just have to know that if someone else, then why not you? Like you just have to get started and you just have to like whatever, like join the Facebook group or just start seeing more evidence that that can be your reality. And you will start the, the, the universe, God, call it what you may, a popsicle stick, a tree, I don't care, will show you, give you evidence that you are worthy of that. But you have to keep your intrinsic body, um, you have to keep just coaching yourself. And, and when you said, little Sherry, so what I do every single day is, I actually don't exile parts of me anymore. I don't, I don't really say let go. I'm letting go of a part of me. What I say is, and I think I, I understand what people mean when they say that, but I get on my meditation mat every day and I close my eyes and I visualize all the parts of me that I was ashamed of. The eighth grade girl that was scared to be gay, the whatever, the the shame that I felt in all these different parts of my life. And we, I gather them around me and I imagine we're all holding hands and I tell them they're wanted and I integrate them into me and I bring them along with me. I don't leave them behind anymore. And so when they're integrated with me, my nervous system feels that and I'm healing. I'm becoming a whole person because I'm not leaving behind my eighth grade self or the part of me that, um, you know, was ashamed of, I don't know. I mean, just growing up in a religion that was shameful, like hurt me, you know, I, I even visualize the, the part of me that in the pandemic, I bring her along. I'm like, girl, you did it, man. And I, I praise her. Um, you guys catch my drift, but I do that every single day. And it's, it's really helped me find my intrinsic worth because I see all of them in love and compassion. So I had a really similar experience. Like I actually had a pivotal moment in that with the same idea that, um, when I would get anxiety or when I'd get triggered or when I'd get, you know, even just some kind of intrusive thought, um, I had a coach that actually gave me this idea and she said, who's here? Who's talking? And I started asking myself that question. Who's here? And what do you, what do you need from me? And then I, um, I went to a, re- a women's retreat in January. Um, we had a couple of therapists and an energy worker there and it was totally life-changing. And I had an experience where I realized that, you know, there's all this fear of judgment and shame and I'm realizing I'm creating that in myself and I'm, um, and I'm wanting somebody to tell me it's okay. And I realized in that, in that experience that I'm like, that person is me. The person I'm afraid that's going to abandon me is me. And the person that I need to hold space for me and the person that I need to, to make me safe is me. Mm -hmm. And so 
I had this visual of bringing in all those parts of me. I have a place I go in my mind, probably you do too, like with meditation where um, it's this beautiful meadow. And I've had moments where I've, I, I've specifically, you know, taken my inner child there. Like she's like five or six or something. And then I had a, another experience, um, meditative experience where I was there with my inner teenager, you know, like the 18 year old Sherry. And, um, and during that retreat, I realized young mom, 20 something, um, doesn't feel like she's good enough, got cheated on, you know, that, that Sherry Mm -hmm. was, was the one that was, I hadn't really addressed yet. And that was the one that was feeling all the shame. And I had this moment where all of us were, I mean, there were lots of us. There's, you know, all these, all these people that live in my brain, we were all there together holding hands, singing Kumbaya. (laughs) And, and that's wholeness. That is the first moment in my entire life. I was 44, almost 45 years old. This was last January where I felt whole because all the parts of me get to be here with me. Future, present, past, all of us Mm -hmm. deserve compassion. All of us deserve grace and all of us deserve a voice. And to be heard and to be understood and to be loved and held. And the person who gets to do that for us is us. Yeah. Is You know, the person that does that for you is you. The person that does that for me is me. And any additional people in our lives, it's a bonus. And if like, if we have this wholeness within ourselves already, then, and of course we are wired for connection with other humans. It's part of the human experience, but it is not... I'm not whole unless I have another person. It is an additional bonus, exponential growth, expansion when we connect with other people. So I am like, we're both like kind of weepy right now. (laughs) I I have absolutely loved this conversation. Um, I imagine there's probably going to be more. So I'm sure we'll probably do this again in the future. So um, thank you everybody for listening for, you know, both of our listeners. And, um, we hope you got gained something from it and that you can find your intrinsic worth and you can find both of us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. We'll share where to find, find us. If you're looking for coaching, um, from either Abby or myself, um, or both of us, you know, why not? (laughs) Um, Um, I will, we'll, we'll share how to, how to, we'll share links to how to find us in the, in the notes. Yeah. And it's been so great doing this with Sherry and I imagine, yes, we will be doing this again and I hope everybody got something from it and just keep going, keep believing and there is magic out there. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you again soon. Are you ready to love all that you are, embrace all the parts of you, and shine your light, and create a powerful life that you love? Join me in my coaching program, where I help my clients find their power within, grow from their challenges, and love and embody their true authentic selves. You can find me at sherrylovecoaching.com and on all major social media platforms. Mm